It really is fun to see how farm dogs, just like urban dogs, urban pets, become such a part of the family. But more than being part of the family, they really do serve a critical role in the operation of the farm. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, American Farm Bureau Federation's Vice President of Communications, Terry Moore, tells us how they find the farm dog of the year. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We Save Each Other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. Dog Words is a finalist in two categories for Best of KC 22, Kansas City Magazine's annual poll to recognize the best Kansas City has to offer. Please vote for Dog Words as Best Local Podcast in the City Life category and for Best Local Podcast in the Arts and Culture category at vote.kansascitymag.com or use the link in the description. The poll closes on June 10th, so vote now. Winners will be announced in print in the August issue and online on August 1st. You can support Rosie Fund by making a donation on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the store on our website, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or buying our note cards featuring Peaches and Rosie, and our shirts on barkyours.com. Links are in the description. Your donations and purchases help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits, that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. Any donation amount is greatly appreciated, but here are some popular levels. $30 provides a collar and leash for a Rosie Life Starter Kit dog, and $100 covers their entire kit. You can also support Rosie Fund by downloading, subscribing, rating, and most importantly, sharing dog words. Follow us on social media, even if you aren't looking for a dog. Watching and sharing the videos helps our channel gain exposure, bringing awareness to our cause and giving shelter dogs much-needed attention. Our free Rosie Fund YouTube channel offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and shelter dogs looking for their forever home. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions, especially if you have an idea for a topic or guest. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Next time on Dog Words, KC Pet Project's Foster Engagement Coordinator, Chris Wengert, introduces us to social media sensations Bella and King Tut. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Joining us from Washington, D.C. is the Vice President of Communications for American Farm Bureau Federation, Terry Moore. Welcome to Dog Words, Terry. Well, thank you, Phil. It is such a pleasure to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Well, I was excited to invite whoever Farm Bureau would have to talk about this exciting contest that I stumbled across through my day job. Farm Bureau is looking for the best farm dog. That's right. What's the actual title of the contest? It is the Farm Bureau Farm Dog of the Year. Farm Bureau Farm Dog of the Year. How long has Farm Bureau had this contest? 2023 will actually be our fifth year of the contest. So it has been so much fun to see how the interest has grown and audience has grown for the contest. How cutthroat is the competition within Farm Bureau to get to be one of the judges so we of all of these applications that come in for the best farm dog? 
Yeah, we actually have a panel of judges, uh, some Farm Bureau folks, but but also external folks, veterinarians, you know, folks who interact with the animal world in all different ways. I want to know all about the contest, but I also want to make sure our listeners know who Farm Bureau is, because not all of our listeners have a farming background like I do. I mentioned before we started recording that growing up on a farm, it would have been inconceivable to me to say Farm Bureau and not have someone immediately know what I was talking about. That may not be the case with all of our listeners. So give us some background on American Farm Bureau Federation. Well, thank you for that opportunity, Phil. We are the largest general farm organization in the country. Our goal is really to represent our members. And we have more than 6 million member families. We have 2,800 county farm bureaus and 50 state farm bureaus plus Puerto Rico. So a large organization. And our whole goal is to serve farmers and ranchers and represent their views and make sure they're able to continue to provide a sustainable supply of food and fuel and fiber. That's always been important, but uh, particularly now where I think more people are becoming aware of how fuel costs impact costs of things on the shelf, like their food and supply chain issues. And whether the animals are raised or the produce is grown in the United States, those Farm Bureau members, they're getting supplies from all over the world. Their machinery and the chemicals that they use and the electronics, it's very sophisticated electronics, certainly compared to when I was a kid. And so computers and everything, they're part of a global economy. That's right. Just like every other sector. And folks are often surprised who don't have a direct connection to agriculture when we bring them onto farm to realize just how technologically advanced it is. Precision ag and and those technologies have helped us become so much more sustainable on the farm, producing more, using less, very precise applications of nutrients and water and all in the name of keeping the soil healthy and conserving our natural resources. So it's a lot of fun to be part of. I don't know that everyone realizes every farmer is an environmentalist because that's their workplace. They can't be cavalier about taking care of the soil, the ecology. It has to be sustainable for them for the next generation and beyond. That's very well said, Phil, and it's absolutely correct. In fact, we just recently produced a video profiling several of our members and talking about why it's important to them. And we had a young family talk about, well, we drink the same water that our cows drink, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately. And and so, of course, we it's important to us for it to be clean. Yeah, they're not going and to be- thoughtlessly put chemicals into the irrigation water because, again, yeah, they're drinking from that well. It's not water piped in from a city filtration facility. You're absolutely right that if we don't today take care of the land, then there isn't going to be good soil, good conditions for the next generation to take over. And and so many farms are fourth, fifth, sixth generation mm-hmm. farms. And, and that's really the whole goal is to be able to carry on that tradition. The video you mentioned, is that something for external distribution? You bet. It's right on our website and on our YouTube page. It's called It's Just What We Do. And it's our members' sustainability stories. I will link to American Farm Bureau's website and directly link to that video 
in the description for this episode so it will be easy for people to find and share. A critical component of any farm is the farm dog. And every farm family thinks their dog is the best. What was the inspiration for determining who has the farm dog of the year? It really is fun to see how farm dogs, just like urban dogs, urban pets, become such a part of the family. But more than being part of the family, they really do serve a critical role in the operation of the farm. And so we wanted to celebrate that. And not only for the sake of just elevating a really fun aspect of agriculture, but also recognizing that it's a great way to connect to audiences that we may not normally connect with. Right. People have such strong feelings about animals and pets and and just love seeing all different dimensions of that. So when we started this contest, it was also a way to connect and give the general public another little window into agriculture. What sort of response have you gotten from Farm Bureau members? And does someone have to be a Farm Bureau member to submit their dog for consideration? They do have to be a member which is a very, very easy process. They can learn more about membership on our website or on any state Farm Bureau website. And once they're a member, then it's just a matter of submitting some written text, answering a questionnaire. And then we also ask for a few photos and prefer a video as well. So it's as simple as that. And we've had just such a wonderful response. It was so popular that we created an online companion called People's Choice Pup. So we picked several of the top dogs and give the public a chance to vote on their favorite. And you know, Phil, we had more than 400,000 people engage with that contest last year. I would call that a win Yeah, for Farm Bureau and for uh, America's farmers to have that exposure. When a dog is submitted, is it narrowed down to finalists? So does someone know we were top five, top 10 or whatever, or do we just find out who the winner is? We have a top 10, and then we pick up to four regional runners-up so that the Farm Dog of the Year actually gets $5,000 in cash prizes and a year's supply of dog food. And that's all thanks to generous support from our sponsor, Purina. And then they're also featured in a professionally produced video. So we have a video from each year of how our winning farm dog plays a role on the farm. So those those four regional runners-up each receive $1,000 in prize money. And then our People's Choice Pub comes away with bragging rights. So that's kind of how that shakes out. This is airing, what's the application deadline? The application deadline isn't until July 1. So there's plenty of time with how simple the process is for folks to get their farm dogs nominated. I would be surprised if there's anyone interested who doesn't already have the pictures to submit. So it's not a matter of, oh, we've got to line up a photographer and a photo shoot. We have to book time in a studio. You've already got pictures of your farm dog. Uh, And you know what? Almost none of the entries go to the extent you just described. It's as simple as grabbing your cell phone and snapping a few shots of the nominated dog on the farm and with the family, whatever you prefer. But it's really very, very simple. Yeah, they're, they're working the livestock, they're playing with the family, they're taking a break, they're riding in the truck. You're going to have those photos. Is there a type? Because you've done this for a couple years. Are you seeing a particular dog that both dominates submissions and also dominates 
the leaderboard makes it to the finals? So we've had shepherds and collies, but I will tell you, we've had some really close calls with labs and golden retrievers. We've had even had some Dobermans and pit bulls submitted and, and nominated. So there's quite a mix that come in and it's been fun to see the different roles that they play on the farm. When I was a kid, I didn't even know pit bulls existed, did not see any of them on the farm. And now having owned pit bulls and with Rosie Fun, there's so many pit bulls looking for homes. Not every pit bull, because it's a type of dog, it's not a particular breed, not every pit bull would fit on a farm. But I've encountered many that this would be the perfect farm dog. In fact, our first pit, Rosie, for whom Rosie Fund is named, was a Australian cattle dog pit mix. And she would have been just the best farm dog. So I'm not surprised that there's pits making the cut. We had a neighbor when I was a kid who had Dobermans. But they were not working dogs. They did not herd cattle. They were just their pets. I'm surprised, not that Dobermans would make good farm dogs. I know they would, but I wouldn't think that would be that common on the farm. And then obviously you're not getting hundreds of people submitting Dobermans, but, uh, right. but I would, I would like to see a Doberman at work on a farm. You know, it's so fun. You don't maybe initially think about the different roles that they can play, but it can range from herding cattle to herding sheep to just making sure that the livestock come in for feeding at the right times. Or our, our very first farm dog, Woody, in 2019, saved the life of his owner, Joe Sheeran, because Joe had tried to bring a calf out of, was stuck in a mud puddle, essentially, and was carrying it back out and up. And mom didn't like that too much and came and knocked him over and started stomping on him. And it was his dog, Woody, who saved him, who barked off the cow so that Joe could get up and, and return to safety. And everything from that to we've had Flint, Bindi, and Fit since then. And they all have interesting stories. Sometimes it's just that they are guarding the farmer as the farmer goes out and, and does their chores. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in one case, she's alone on the farm and does everything herself. And the dog helps to make sure that, that she's protected and if something were to happen to her, she's confident would go find help. Yeah, you have a work colleague is, is what a dog is, just as service animals with canine units for, for law enforcement. This is their partner. They're relying on them for backup, for protection, for getting help, to do what they're trained to do. But That's then right. at the end of the day, this is a family member. That's right. And they, they come in and are as loved and adored by the family as any other pet. So, so yeah, I could definitely then see a, a, a Doberman just watching the herd and, and keeping predators at bay or alerting you if there's a predator or someone on the farm who shouldn't be there. Just having that as backup. As the contest has grown over the last couple of years, has it changed at all in the applications you're getting? Are they more sophisticated in how they write their essays or the photos that they submit? Well, I'm not aware of anyone paying a high profile image firm to help their dog, 
but we definitely get some great submissions, some really creative submissions, you know, some written from the dog's perspective, some just celebrating the dogs in all sorts of different ways. And I think it's really opened up, you know, initially, I think a lot of the submissions were really focused on the, the herding dogs, the dogs where their role is very clear and easy to identify versus those that are just a great companion throughout the day for feeding and for being a watchdog, as you suggest, and those kinds of things. So the universe has broadened in terms of the roles that the dogs play. Perhaps it's an evolution of how people understand the competition, because you think of dog competitions, and then there are quantifiable things that they do, and the herding dogs, they have competitions where they have a specific set of tasks that they have to accomplish. So it's understandable that initially people would think, okay, this is a competition. How would my dog do in a competition? And you don't think of my dog is really good at being lovable. So I think my dog (laughs) would win or my dog just good at hanging out or my dog is just so supportive. It's like, well, how do we quantify that? And they don't think of those kinds of competitions, but a farm dog has so many roles and it makes sense that submissions are starting to understand a winning dog may encompass all of that. That's right. And, and we really encourage our judges to have an open mind about that. Don't look at the literal or traditional shepherding role exclusively. Let's think about all those other ways that a farm dog contributes. And, and it is part of the criteria of the contest is that they contribute to the farm work as well as to the family life. So we are looking for that dual role that the dog serves. And gosh, the stories that surface are just so inspiring. You know, we've had several of the winning dogs where the owners have said either, A, we wouldn't be farming without the dog. Literally, the dog is that crucial to the operation. Or B, they just can't imagine life without that dog at their side because it plays such an important role. And, you know, last year, Fit, a border collie from Florida, Fit's owner, Cindy Deke, said that she trusts Fit's instincts more than her own. Fit shepherds sheep for her. Mm-hmm. And she described, I, I believe, Fit as, as a soulmate for her. So they're quite a pair. Well, every farmer, every farm family is proud of their dog. And whether they win the contest or not, I think submitting their dog for consideration is just a great exercise in reminding yourself how fortunate you are to have that companion, that colleague. And winning isn't everything, but just going through the process of submitting an application. And then you have that write-up that you've created for the dog because most of us outlast our dogs. And pictures are great. Videos are great. But then you try to reflect on, well, what did that dog mean to me? What was special about that dog? What did it do? And to write that down while they're still with you? Absolutely. And that's a great opportunity. Tuck it in a memory box and, mm-hmm. and what fun to look back on. I think you're absolutely right, Phil. It's so often we just don't step back for a moment to take notice of the blessings in our lives and something as simple as the important role a dog plays. And certainly after the years pass, we forget maybe how that animal touched our heart or the extent to which it did. So it becomes a nice little keepsake. I encourage all of our uh, listeners who are farmers, or if you know someone who's a farmer, pass this podcast on to them and encourage them to submit an application for 
Dog of the Year with American Farm Bureau Federation. And you are going to keep doing this every year. So people don't always listen to podcasts the week they come out. And if you miss that July 1st deadline, well, you can start getting your ducks in a row for next year or your dogs or your ducks, whatever (laughs) farm animals you have. (laughs) Start getting things ready for next year. And if you aren't a farmer with a dog, still check out American Farm Bureau because we've got videos of dogs you can look at the finalists. If if you're a dog lover, I promise you, your heart is going to be touched by the videos of our past winners. They are amazing. We will link to that page in the description. Terry Moore, Vice President for Communications with American Farm Bureau Federations. Thank you so much for educating us on this great contest, your great organization, and what you're doing for farmers, and the way you're highlighting farm workers including dogs. Well, thank you for that, Phil. And I I commend the good work that Rosie Fund is doing. All of us dog lovers appreciate it. And it's been a real joy to be with you. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to American Farm Bureau Federation's Vice President of Communications, Terry Moore, for joining us today. All the links we discussed in today's episode are in the description. There's also a link to one of our most popular Dog Words episodes, the interview with Karen Miller from Mocan Border Collie Rescue. That episode's page also has links to Rosie Fund YouTube videos of her Border Collies at work. Next time on Dog Words, KC Pet Project's Foster Engagement Coordinator, Chris Wengert, introduces us to social media sensations Bella and King Tut. A big thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule, at thewires.info, and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Join Laurel and Sasha as they explore new music and delve into the inspiration behind each work as hosts of Sound Currents, on 91.9 Classical KC. Click on the Sound Currents link in the description for more information. Go to rosyfund.org to shop and get links for our social media. As always, please download, follow, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions via the contact form at rosyfund.org, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening to Dog Words, and remember... We save each other.